Dwayne Brummett. He's Ali Albarigo, and this is the School Owner Talk Podcast. Hello, Ali. Great to be with you today, sir. Yes, it is. Great How are to you today? You. Good, good. Just chugging along. As you know, I had some a busy, crazy weekend. You know, my wife had to have her appendix taken out and out of the blue just popped up. And, you know, it's kind of uh, it's weird how things happen. Right. You know, you're moving. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. I have the whole weekend off. It's a holiday weekend. And then I told Nicole we're sitting in the emergency room and I'm like, you're really ruining this holiday weekend on us. You know, this is our weekend off. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, so it was amazing. But yeah, she's doing okay. Had to have her appendix removed. Now she's back in action, doing fine. So thank God that all went well. Uh, laparoscopic? Is that how yeah. they did it? Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was little, I had my appendix taken out. I have this huge scar. Her, she got like three little dots. So it's pretty awesome that the technology has gone to that level. Yep. And she's recovering well. So that's good. Yeah. Feeling good. She's just a little sore, but overall she's doing, she's back at work. So she's downstairs in her office working. So she's, she's doing it. So yeah, we're back in action. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, we're in action today, man. We're in action. Yeah. Hey, look, uh, it's the end of the month. Um, and I did a, so for the health and wellness, you know, my health coaching, mm -hmm. I did a post last night. Uh, I should look it up and read it verbatim. But basically, it just said something like, uh, you know, uh, looking for five to seven people that are looking to lose five to 10 pounds by July 4th. No exercise required. Right. And I don't even know what it's up to now. There was like 20 people that liked it and, you know, four people that already commented. And so I already had a few health assessments this morning. I, I, I've got it. When, when, soon as we're done, I've got a lady who I did a health assessment, you know, with. I don't know, probably a few months ago that said, all right, I'm in. I said, okay, I'll, I'll call you at 1130, you know? Right. And uh, then I had another one reach out to me and say, Hey, I, I need to get back on program. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have probably 15 new clients by the end of this, by the end of today, because the promotion that we have ends today. So it's like, isn't it funny that everybody waits to the last minute? It's not funny. It's, it's annoying that everyone waits till the last minute. It like for everything nowadays, like they'll, like I had, I had my mother's day training, which is free and everyone gets a t-shirt and I thank God I ordered extra t-shirts, but they were like signing up midnight the night of that day, which would started at nine 15. I'm like, you couldn't wait any later. Like, you know, are you kidding me? Well, this, this kind of dovetails perfectly into our conversation today. Cause we're going to, we're talking about boundaries in business mm -hmm. and it may not sound like a sexy topic, but I wish I would have known some of these things prior to starting, yeah. or at least as I started knowing that I can create boundaries in my business that, uh, uh, and I guess I knew that, that I could create boundaries in my business. I just didn't want to make anybody angry. I wanted to be everybody's friend. I want everybody to, you know, pay me on time, but you know, Hey, if you don't pay me on time, that's okay. And like, so right. going through the school of hard knocks, um, I, I we can just dive right into this. What are, I'm curious for you, what are some things that you did back then that now you've created these boundaries in your business that you no longer let this happen? Well, well, I would have to say it's almost the opposite for me. Okay. Right. So I, I, well, by the way, we just had this conversation at breakfast this morning with my buddies, right. And uh, all school owners. And we we're talking about that. Like, you know, what do we do? Do we draw a hard line in the sand and then we lose them because they're not listening and we yell at them because they don't have their uniform? I don't want to lose the tuition. I don't want to lose the student. They're a great student, but their parents are jerks, you know, like they, they don't listen. I don't want to lose the kid, you know, so we tolerate and tolerate so many things. So when I say I was the opposite, back in the early days when I opened my school, I ran with an iron fist. Like if you didn't show up on time, door was locked, you missed out. You're tough luck. And, you know, by the way, if you don't like it, quit. Right. If you don't pay your tuition on time, don't bother coming anymore. Like that was so easy for me 
I had a very small school. It wasn't my livelihood at the time. I didn't have to worry, uh, you know, about money because I owned a landscape construction business that was very lucrative. Um, and, uh, you know, lo and behold, as I started running it more and more like a business, I started to become more leery of being such a hard nose. And, you know, I, I don't want to say the word afraid, but I was a little bit more nervous about pissing people off. I mean, for a long time, I ran my school like that, but I, you know, and I would kick people out for not listening. I would kick people out for not doing tournaments if I asked them to. And, you know, if they ignored me or, or if they didn't get, you know, show up to their test, I would push their test off six or eight months. That was their punishment, you know, and uh, I kind of wish I could go back to those times sometimes because it was a different life. It was a lot less stressful. Well, it was stress that involved that kind of stuff, but it was different. It was definitely, I think it was better. Uh, well, I, I'm the opposite because I was more lenient when we first yeah. started because I was right there. I didn't want to lose a client. Uh, wasn't always the kid's fault. Um, right. And so, but now I, I have drawn the line in the sand, you know, whether it's from tuition payments being on time, you know, we, and then we can get into what my, my policy is now, but uh to testing requirements mm -hmm. um, the, and the like, and even how we interact or we expect you to interact with us as well. We have yeah. boundaries and, and rules and just things that have to happen the way they have to happen. So I, 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 well, I, I, I brought, I brought, hold on, hold on. I brought you up at breakfast. I'm like my buddy, Dwayne, he's a hard nose. Like, you know, people don't wear their uniform. You give them a 500 word essay. If the parent says it was their fault, you say, okay, you do the essay instead of me. Like if they don't know how to tie their belt, you make them sit off to the side and practice tying their belt until they get it. Like, you know, they, there are certain things that you just do not allow in your school. And you know what the guys that I was sitting with, they're like, well, you know, he's got, X amount of students, he can afford to do that. You know, like some of the smaller school guys are like, yeah. And I said, yeah, but that's kind of like that catch 22, right? Like if you don't do it, then what? Right. If you, if you, you know, so what were you going to say? Well, let me address that really quickly is I, what you could say is uh, maybe I have X number of students because I do do that. I know that's what we were talking about as well. You know, because I have other people that, see that there are rules and standards and they're like, yeah, I want my kid to learn that. And yeah. the ones that don't follow the rules and standards, they, and you know, this, we've gone through this before. They can be a detriment to our, our good paying clients. Right. And so, right. you know, I guess I came to the conclusion very simplistically that if if you're not paying, let's just talk about pay real quick. If you're not paying me, it's it's kind of like showing up to class without your, without all of your uh, required gear. Right. I mean, one of your required gear is your payments need to be up to date. Right. And I understand, you know, I teach 97 to 98% kids. So I understand mm -hmm. it's not the kid's fault. And so, yes, what I love to be able to do everything for free. And I help people out. Don't get me wrong. You know, I'm not such a... a I, it's not that I don't have any sympathy or any empathy for people because right, there have right. been people that I've helped out. Right. But when you continually have to uh, chase things, um, if that's not said in the beginning or even in the, me, in the midst of me helping someone out where they're like, look, this is the hard time right now. After X time, then we can X, Y, Z. All right, fine. Let me help you out yeah. for this period of time. Right. Then we, gotta, then we need to move back. Or there's been some people that I've helped where I say, you know, what can you afford? And when I ask you that question, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm willing to, whatever you tell me, I'm willing to do that all the way up to black belt. I'm not going to do it for three months or two months. Like, I'm not saying this so that you stay and then, and then I'm going to charge it. Like now, if you can legitimately start paying me back full price, you know, or move your, your price or move your tuition back to full price, I'm not going to turn you down. Right. But I'm not doing a bait and switch here with you either Yeah. where I'm saying, right. yep, do this now I'll help you out. And then, you know, change it on you later. Right. So there right. are people that I've helped all the way up to black belt. Yeah. And then at black belt, because that's what I said, now it's full tuition or you need to be done. Right. 
So let me ask you this. I'll play devil's advocate. So just hearing the people at my table this morning for breakfast talking, they're like, yeah, well, you know, Dwayne, he, he, he can afford it. You know, his school, he's got a lot of students. He's charging a good amount of money. Um, you know, he could have those rules in place. So let, let's dig a little deeper for those that, because we all fear this. I, I don't care who you are. I mean, how successful you are. You always go, I don't want to be a jerk because that might piss that parent off. Or I don't want to drive a hard line in the sand because that might piss that person off and then I'll lose the kid and I'll lose the parent. So we always kind of weigh out our, our morals, our ethics, our rules, our regulations. And we say, Hmm, how far can I push before I push them away? So you give people leniency, like the same thing with me. They show up without their belt. One time, you know, we'll loan them a belt. You know, if it happens more than once, they got, and they can't find it, they have to buy a new belt. Right. But, you know, I used to be more like, okay, you can't find your belt, go to the store. But, but sensei, you have belts. No, no, you now go out of your way to go buy a belt and I would make it more difficult on them. And by the way, a lot of the times it worked out to my advantage because people jumped in line and they, and they stopped doing the bad behavior because they cared enough about the school. Nowadays, I wonder though, would people not care? I mean, it really all depends, I guess, on the client. But what is your, what's your experience? How many people don't listen and you lose them compared to how many that do? Well, I'll give you, for instance, we just had a testing last or this month and um, the family has three people in, in, in our program. The older one probably been with me for four to five years. He started out with the five and six year old class and then moved up. Right. He's probably six months away from being eligible to test for his black belt. Um, his middle brother didn't earn all of his stripes and was not allowed to test on testing day mm -hmm. and was told that, you know, he had to earn that stripe. Long story short, um, they, they did private lessons to catch up prior to the test, but he still didn't earn that stripe. And the kid knew the five-year-old knew that he was not allowed to test. Right. And the, my head instructor had the conversation with the mom. My mom was like, well, I didn't know. And, and he, he said to her, he goes, well, cause she goes, I didn't know because I had my older son in here during that lesson. I was out in the car. Right. And he, so my head instructor says, he goes, so, and then he turned to the older son and said, when you were in here, were you paying attention to the lesson or were you running around? And I had to say something to you about running around. And he goes, well, I, I was running around. You had to get on me for running around. And I said, he goes, so you sent your oldest boy, who's not even a teenager yet, to listen and hear what was going on. And you expected to get that information back? Right, right. And, and, and then he goes... And you've been here long enough to know that if they don't have all their stripes, they're not allowed to test. Right. And so that's why he wasn't allowed to test. Mm -hmm. She wasn't happy. And so she said, I, I want to pull my boys out. And I talked to my head instructor about it. And he goes, I, I, I think it's a ploy. I think that they're, you know, wanting us to, to back down. Right. I said, well, we're not going to back down. And I'm going to support you in what you said, because what you said is absolutely true. Right. So long story short, they ended up filling out two cancellation or three cancellation forms and, and they're all gone. And I feel, I feel bad that the kids, especially for the one that's almost to his black belt, it's like, come on. Um, but, you know, look, if, if we, if they would even sat down with me, I would have said the same thing. Now, right. maybe my delivery would have been different, mm -hmm. but you know, Cause I think I would have also went from the Avenue. Do, do you, you really want your child to uh, earn something that, that they didn't earn or be given right. something that they didn't, that they didn't earn. Right. You know? So yeah, I, it now is that's 300 and some odd dollars, you know, per month that we're losing. Cause I only charge for the first two in the family and the sec, the third right. or fourth, whatever come at no additional cost. So yeah, we're losing that. And they've been there for a long time, but there has to be principles. Um, and I get it in the beginning. I would not have done that. I understand that. But now I know that it has to be done. And unfortunately, 
I'm not going to be liked by everybody. You know, it's funny. Um, Sensei uh, or Sabinim, Herb Perez just joined right now. And he said, hey, guys, um, this is like literally a topic we did, I think, when we interviewed him in the past where he has a stringent um, like they have to be accepted into his school in order to get into the into the dojo before they even come in. And he will, from what I remember us talking about, I might be uh, remembering it, paraphrasing, but he said uh, they will kick people out like for not abiding by the rules and living up to those standards. And I think that that is, uh, he says, my pleasure to join. You want to you want to pull him in here real quick? We can get him on to talk about this topic real fast. Uh, you'd have to send him that link. Yeah, I'll send him the link. Video. I'll do it right now because uh, let's let's do that right now. I'll send yeah, him while you do that, I just want to explain. I know you said that I give out essays. I used to give out essays when people didn't bring their uh, stuff to class. I've switched. Um, I have uh, a three-strike rule in, um, in conduct or attitude, mm -hmm. but then I also have uh, a three-strike. So it's an attitude strikes and then, or conduct strikes, and then responsibility strikes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if for some reason, um, you know, you don't bring your your belt to class, I've got a sheet, I write your name on it, you, you, you get three opportunities not to bring something in that three-month testing cycle. Um, and then the fourth time, you forget something in that testing cycle because it does wipe out every three months. You get a brand new sheet. Uh, you get three opportunities again. But anyways, if you forget your your stuff four times, then you basically uh, well, not basically you don't you don't get a test. I don't care if you earned all your stripes. You don't test that quarter. You got to do right. the whole quarter. Over right. Because you did not meet the requirements in order to test. That's one of the requirements. Yeah. So so um, that fear though. Like I keep hearing it in my inner thoughts. I keep hearing that fear. Um, man, who wants to lose three people, man, do you want him to quit after the belt? Oh, he's riding, he's out riding his bike. Hey, sir. How Gentlemen, are you? how you guys doing? Good, well, I can never, I can, I see your name pop up or anybody with that kind of amazing information. It's always my pleasure to join. I'm, I apologize for my Bicycle gear, but I was getting out my morning ride. How are you both doing? I'm doing awesome. How about you? Can't can't complain. I'm just uh, living the life here like you guys are and trying to do the best we can for everybody around us. Yeah, so tell us. So we don't, so we don't want to interrupt your bike ride for too long, but tell us, like, I know you're very strict in your school and you don't really tolerate uh, people breaking the rules, not showing up prepared. What What's your policy on that? And by the way, does it affect your bottom line? You know, because that's a fear. Hey, before yeah, you answer, hey, before you answer, I want to adjust the verbiage because he called it strict. I call it that you have high standards or high expectations. I, I think that I think both of those designations are correct. What What I would say is this. I had the good fortune to train with some great people and one of them um, was very strict about who he accepted into the school. And, and it actually didn't take me um, when I first went because he didn't understand my motivation. And that was Sifu Paul Vizio. And Sifu Vizio had a very strict way of dealing with people. And so when he met me, whatever it was that I said when I wanted to come in, actually both my instructors didn't take me. But um, my Korean instructor first met me, he said I was too short, wasn't flexible enough, it wouldn't be any good. So I, would, I said, well, I kind of need Taekwondo. And so um, I ended up persisting with Sifu Vizio. He sent me away. I went home, called him, and he ended up taking me. Uh, is, um, and Master, Master Arriago is correct. I, I decided to institute a policy that valued us as an organization and valued us as people so that everybody that comes through our school has to be interviewed by me. Um, or a staff member who recommends them to me. And then the child, if they're of a certain age, writes an essay. And then the parent and I have a conference where I sit down and try to ascertain what the parents' goals are and if they match with our school goals. And then we make a decision whether or not we'll accept them and extend them an offer. And over the past year, we've turned down 20% of the people that come to us. So two out of every 10, because I don't feel that they match um, after either my staff interacting with them or us. And I'll tell them, you know, I'm sorry, I don't think we're a great fit for you, but 
let me give you some recommendations of other schools. Um, and the reason I did that is I realized I learned something from somebody um, at Macho. Her name was Nancy Grossbart. And she explained to me, it was a longer story, but she explained to me, people will treat you the way that they allow you allow them to treat you. So either value yourself um, and value what you do um, and, 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 and treat people as such. And so I rem I've always remembered that. And, and the reason I tell the story is when somebody comes to you, most of us, almost all of us spend more time doing what we do and becoming who we've become than doctors do. Doctors go to medical school, they do a four, five, six, seven year residency, and then they, they set up shop. I I'm a lawyer. Lawyers do three years of law school and they go out and be lawyers. Um, we spend a lifetime becoming who we are and mastering our craft. And when we value ourselves and what we have to offer, and eventually what we're gonna do for the outcome for these children, then people will understand that. The people that don't shouldn't be in your school. Before the pandemic, my largest school had 850 members. And then I realized during the pandemic that we had become so accepting and so inclusive that we had gained so many members who didn't understand, let alone value what we did. And they were using us if the schedule fit and if they wanted our resume with included an Olympic gold medal as an instructor or a reference to a college. And that's their main reason for being there. So post pandemic, I instituted that policy. And what I learned was I had better members who valued what we did. I had better members who understood what we did and I had less drama and I didn't have, a have, I didn't have to have the same conversation over and over. So um, does it have an effect on your bottom line? It has an effect on your bottom line in that you don't have everyone in the room that could potentially be in the room, but you also have people in the room who value what you do, don't equivocate about price. And so what we did to adjust was we raised our pricing. We went from, uh, I wanna say 189 to 209 for basic membership. And then we went to our highest membership at $600 per month. And over the next two years, we will go to strictly $600 per month. We will limit the school to 200 members per unit per school and we won't accept anyone and all of those memberships will be paid in advance so they can pay in advance and that will be uh six thousand dollars they'll get a discount of two months and we'll only take students and we'll only take a waiting list so that's where we're headed as an organization and the, and i'll give you the best example i think i gave to sensei which is at the end of the day when i signed my child up for private school the tuition is ridiculous amount of money and there's a wait list and it's 600 people applying for 60 spots mm. and they pick and choose their community. They charge a ridiculous amount of money and they have a great community with like-minded souls as Plato says, and they all have, a, they all live in the same realm of the forms. And the better we, the more we do that as an organization, the better off we'll all be. Last year I exited 10 students maybe. Um, and that was in part because their, um, their parents, mostly the parents, not the kids. Um, and it was better for my organization rather than having them in the lobby being unhappy or me being unhappy and having to come to the school and see them. Um, then it made my lobby a better place. It made my school a better place and it makes my community a better place. Does that, does that add any clarity? Oh, absolutely. Definitely. That's exactly the topic, right, Dwayne, that we were chatting about. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank and I know, I know it's tough for people, right? Because we all want, you know, it was nice to have 850 students, but it's also nice to have students who value what you do and parents who value what you do and you don't have to explain it. Um, if you guys have time, go to my, I put out a um, PowerPoint document about this that um, explains what we do. And I think one of the other mistakes we make as instructors is when parents come in to view us and see us, they're listening, but they're not listening. We're kind of, they're hearing the Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. They're waiting for two things, schedule and price. That's, they want to know how much it costs and what's the schedule. So they haven't heard the value proposition. So um, I realized that and I, I created a, a pretty extensive uh, PowerPoint document that talks about at least what we do as an organization, the tiers of where the kids will get to, what our end goal is, and then what they can expect to see 
in in what they do. And I may have gotten the idea from many of you that I've that had done uh, various things with us when I was doing the video company or listening to all of you. Um, but it really, I think, was helpful for me to do and then put up for my black belt candidates. And we've extended that into our black belt um, candidate pool, what I call my black belt academy. Mm -hmm. In our black belt academy, they have a six-month uh, pre-test process that they go through. And to be honest, it takes them six months to get through it. Most of them fail for five months. I've got children. Our next black belt test is this coming weekend. And I've got people that still haven't made it um, through the process. But uh, we put most of those materials online and we've outlined it for the parents. Um, and it's, it's been an interesting, we've, we've always had a pretty arduous process, but we hold our standards. And I, I think that's important to do. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you stopping in and, right. and giving us your uh, opinion and helping yeah. us on that. But, yeah. Let me let me get off on let me get off on this so you guys can get back to your thing, and then I'll, I want to I'm going to stay on the Facebook link so I can listen to you. All, all right. right. Thank awesome. you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you, gentlemen. All Have right. a great afternoon. All you right. Too. Bye. Bye. That was cool. That yeah. pop in. Yeah. No, that was perfect. Uh, he's an amazing individual, by the way. He's been the mayor of his own town. He is uh, an Olympic gold medalist and coach. He's also a phenomenal musician. Him and I followed a very similar path when we were younger. We were in rock bands. Can you imagine him with super long hair? But he's a great guitar player, too. Was he? So like, yes, yeah, so I look at him play guitar. I'm like, holy crap, he's amazing. Like, well, great. Look at what he said. You know, two of his instructors, right? They both said no. Right. And then right. look what he became. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, so back to it, I, I still feel like a lot of school owners would be like, yeah, well, look at him. He's making, you know, he's charging $600 at the top of the line and he's not accepting everyone. But then the real question is, is how do you, um, how do you build the courage and the self-esteem enough to be able to say, I'm going to not accept that one person, but you know, and, or I'm going to, kick or ask them to leave because they won't show up in class with their proper clothing or uniform. Like I had a dad recently where the kid keeps wearing a different pair of pants, same color, but they have these blue MMA logos on it. And I'm like, you can't wear that in class. And the audacity of the kid to tell me, well, he, he did what his dad said. He said, uh, well, my, my father says that I can continue to wear my pants until you have a talk with him. So I went out right to the lobby. Like I looked at Ryan and Ryan, my main guy looked at me, said, I, I'm dumbfounded that you even had to hear that. Um, so I went out and I said to the dad, he's not allowed to wear those pants. He goes, well, we've been waiting for pants for six months. I go, first of all, we have pants in the closet right now. So there's no way that's happening. And I said, you never once asked me for a pair of pants. I don't know who you've been asking, but like they just try to push the envelope, you know, and they try to, they try to muscle you because they, they think that, hey, listen, if, what are they going to do? Kick me out? They're going to lose my, you know, in, in his case, $450 in tuition for his two kids. Um, and, and I really don't want to kick them out, but at the same time, how do I let that, let them get away with that? Well, yeah. And, you know, look, uh, deliberately lying to you in your face, right. In front of all the other parents, if he's willing to do that, what else is he willing to do? Right. Right. So, you know, uh, you could you could potentially I'm not telling you that this is the case, but you potentially could be losing more money than that with people that are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Sheehan just put up with that. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and you know what? Back in the day when I said it was opposite for me, I would have been like, OK, you know what? You're out. You're done. Like and I wouldn't even had a had a second thought about it. It wouldn't have been like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose or I don't want to upset the kids. I would have been like, oh, really? Goodbye. You know, like, and, and nowadays though, one of our, our guests that's listening, his name is Matt Frey. Um, he wrote uh, the belt issue. Kids come up uh, saying that their mom couldn't find their belt. I immediately stop them and ask whose belt is it? So whose responsible responsibility is it? He says, and that, that used to make a difference in the students, but some newer students, they don't even care, seem to care anymore. And I, I agree with them. Like, you know, people are just like, okay, I'll go down to the school down the road or I'll, I'll take them out of karate and I'll go do swimming or archery or whatever. So it's, it's weird and hard for a school owner, but I believe like if you have a solid foundation, then people will join because of that foundation, similar to a Catholic school, maybe, 
you know, like, uh, you know, rules for uniforms and the way you dress and the way you act and all the other stuff, a certain grade average. Um, that's how you build standards that are unstoppable. That's how my teacher did it in Japan. He didn't tolerate anything. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, uh, over time I've been, um, I, I've, I allowed people to push me around. I allowed my own, um, lack of courage or confidence or whatever, you know, be the, the deciding factor and no, I, no more. I mean, I'm just no more. I yeah. actually like the fact that, that Herb said, you know, uh, we, we interview you because I talk about that, you know, in as much as yeah. you're interviewing us, we're interviewing you. Right, but right. I don't know that I'm interviewing them as well as I probably should. Yeah, that's true. And and are we really interviewing them or are we just asking them questions? And it doesn't matter how they answer, you know, because we're going to let them join anyway. Right. Like so it's like, you know, I have a parent right now that uh, the kids membership expired. And I've asked her probably, I'm, and this is, this is on the low side, 30 times to sign her agreement. She said, send me the agreement. My son is going to stay. He loves it there, yada, yada, yada. And I must have asked 20 times after the fact that she said, send it. And I sent it. She still, and I just checked, has not signed the agreement. So I'm going to basically just reach out to them today. And, and I love the kid. The kid's awesome. Um, but again, and the mom's not such a bad person. She's a, she's a little quirky, but at the same time, like if she can't take the time, like one time I texted her, I said, what's the, what's the issue? I'm on vacation. You know, you expect me to do it on vacation. Okay. When you get back to it, that's been a month and a half ago. Like, yeah, but it's on your phone. That's all you got to do is click exactly, on it. Exactly, dude. I know. I said, look, it literally will take you a minute or two minutes on your vacation while you sit. I wanted to say while you're sitting in the chair in the sun, you could do your agreement. Boom. So well, while you texted the time that you took back to text me, you could have yeah. done had it done. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm tempted to reach out to them today and say, I'm going to cancel the agreement. And um, you have exactly two days to respond or else we're going to cancel them off the membership. Yeah. Well, I, look, hate, I, I hate to do it. I hate to one, I hate to lose the kid Two, I hate to lose the income three. I don't want to just hurt the child because of the parent, but at the same she time, paying you? Uh, they did pay for one month because it, once you enter a contract, it will debit their payment. So she, it's not a money thing. It's just for whatever reason, she just refuses to do it. And, and most of the time people think that you'll forget. And then when it comes time to something go on, they go, well, I never signed a contract, you know, like that kind, or an yeah. agreement or a waiver or this or that, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think I'm going to reach out. I hate to do it, but I'm just going to say, I guess Joseph's quitting and I'm going to cancel the membership. Well, I contacted um, my head instructor at the secondary location and I, and I just said, Hey, what about this person? They're behind on payments. He right. said, yeah, mom, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I just, I just told him, I said, uh, look, he's four payments behind because we do weekly payments. I said, you need to reach out to them and, and, and just say, you know, we need to get caught up on these. Um, when can you do it? Right. And if she says, well, I can't right now, then you say, well, then I can't allow Johnny to train right now. Right. You know, and, and he, he's like, I was, when right. I first started, he's like, well, I don't want to lose a student. I go, well, you're not getting the income anyways. Right. He's like, oh, yeah. I go, you're, you do realize that you're teaching him for free. Yeah. And, and then again, like that, that's another thing. Like where we look at that, it, it seems to be like this parent or that person, your parent, they know and they're taken advantage of. Like I, I've had a few people in the website business where school owners would bounce their payment, bounce their payment, bounce their payment. And I was Mr. Tolerant and don't worry when you catch up. Yeah, times are slow. And then after they got four or five months in and we finally says we can't do this anymore and we cut them off, um, we find they copied, they were taking that time to copy our website and then boom, we cancel and boom, they relaunch with the exact same website that we custom design in our contract that says they can't use the you know, copywritten material and literally ver verbatim word for word or how we wrote out the copy. And then they just ignore you. Like I've had some people too recently where they just canceled. Nowadays, the running theme is I'll just cancel my credit card. I don't care. Like, and then they don't return your calls. And these are people that were nice. I thought they were great people, trustworthy. The minute you're not a part of their life convenience anymore, I call it convenience morality. 
Um, they're only moral when it's convenient. They'll just dump you like a hot potato yeah. and be done with well, it. Well, yeah, we had a student that wasn't coming. We were still charging like we should because they didn't cancel. Um, they're four weeks into five weeks into payments and they messaged us and said, hey, stop charging me. My kid's not coming. Right. And, and uh, we we canceled. Well, I, I looked at all of all right. of the text messages and also the push notification messages, they just said that uh, they weren't able to make it. And then they did a private lesson, but they didn't really show, they didn't show up for the private lesson. Long story short, they just stopped coming. And right. they expected us to know that that was canceling, but they never right. asked, you never, never asked to be canceled and they never asked for a cancellation form. Right. Right. I messaged them and said, Hey, I said, uh, we can cancel the future payments. I just need you to, you know, fill out this cancellation form. I just emailed it to you. By the way, uh, do you have five minutes that we can quickly chat on the phone about the other payments? Crickets. Yeah, of course. And, and I even sent them my link, my personal link to set up, because I use Calendly, a right. personal link to set up a time with me. Crickets. Mm -hmm. Next day, send another message. Crickets. I did it for three days in a row. You know what I was going to actually do? is I was going to actually, because it's three weeks notice to cancel, we charged it for five. I was going to say, hey, look, I can backdate this to when our first conversation, when we reached out to and he wasn't here. Right. So you do have to pay us for three, but I'll I'll refund two. But now right. I'm keeping all of it because she's not replying and screw it. I'm keeping it. Yeah. And, and look, and this, this is where if people on the outside are listening to this, again, I would get nervous like with with our parents from our dojo hearing these type of conversations because well, you didn't like say anything. you didn't say anything that that I think you need to be worried about. No, no, but what I'm saying is that we would I say we, you and I are on the same podcast running the same show, and I think parents people in general always look at the owner of the business as this wealthy you know, like we're running to the bank with bags of cash and dumping it into this thing. And, you know, like you see in those drug movies where they're like have those machines that are just and they're stacking the cash and like they don't realize like how hard we work. And that's the thing that that's where I get I'm bothered. I'm really get pissed off where we will work with little Johnny and, and do whatever we can as he's crying in class and we work with him and now he doesn't cry anymore. And now he's getting better and he's developing confidence. And all of a sudden his lifestyle, he changes. And then people are like, yeah, well, we just don't want to do it anymore. And we, uh, but you still have like three, four payments on your agreement. Yeah, well, we're not coming. So we're not paying. And then all the time and effort that you put into these people, goes out the window. And that's where it becomes personal for me, where I would, I get annoyed. I'm like this, I put in so much into these people. And this is where, um, Sabin and Perez for, you know, uh, Herb said that, um, you know, that's why you vet them ahead of time, right? That's why people need to look at that ahead of time. And another good friend of mine, uh, Sensei Arango, we interviewed him on our show before. Um, he wrote our first two private lessons are our interview. They must, as a beginner, and have has to train a minimum of two times per week. If they forget their belt, it's 10 push-ups. Children, 20 push-ups for adults um, as per belt rank. And they line up in the back of the class, not as their rank spot. If they're late with a payment, attendance card goes on my desk. Absolutely no class until payment is made. I'm very strict, and they need, to, uh, they need their card to take the class. There you go. Yeah. And he runs, I mean, Sensei Arango and I know each other for 40 years. He's a phenomenal martial artist, a phenomenal teacher. I just went to his son's black belt test, who I remember his son being born and a phenomenal kid, like the great martial artist and son, his son, Antonio. And um, he had black belts in his classroom of his that were with him from anywhere from like 10 to 40 years. They've been training with him. They're still active. They're still paying. So they're still training. Um, amazing. So like, again, I guess this, the standards that he has, I'm sure maybe in the back of his mind, oh my God, should I worry about losing them? But he doesn't. And now look at the standards in his school. Um, if you want to join us too, Sensei Rango, if you want to join, I'll send you a link. Let me know and I'll pop you over a link and you could join real quick. Um, but so I guess standards, like you have them, Dwayne, too. Your standards are high. Someone doesn't, bring their belt or wear their uniform, you're saying, okay, 
write an essay. Parents say it's my fault. You say, okay, then you write the essay. Yeah, right? when you I used to, well, when I used to do the essays, yes, but now right. we just do we do responsibility strikes. Okay. Yeah, and so they earn, uh, they get three strikes in a, in a in a three month period. They're okay, but the first strike is it's a verbal warning. Second strike is we have a um, uh, a phone call with the parent unless they're standing there. Yeah. The, the third strike in that three month testing cycle is we have a sit down meeting and say, hey, look, if they forget anything in this, you know, whatever time's left in that three month period before their test then they're not allowed to test. They got to do this three month over again. Doesn't matter if they know all their information or not. They're not bringing their yeah. gear to class. And I, we've had conversations with parents where they say, well, it was, it was my fault. I was supposed to bring it. I said, I understand that, but it's their responsibility. I love that. And, and you know what, again, going back to those, we, we, uh, the name of our podcast was about rules and systems and, you know, basically well, the boundaries, boundaries, boundaries right? So these are all yeah. the boundaries that we have to work within. Any other thoughts on that? Like, you know, what you, what you suggest for schools that are running into these issues or what are your, what are your thoughts? Any other additional things? Well, okay. So uh, we have, like I said, the responsibility strikes. We also have attitude strikes. So you have to have a certain conduct out on the floor. Um, mm -hmm. and we have a three strike and out policy. So there are, usually it happens with three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five and six-year-olds, although I've had some seven or eight-year-olds, but it's like, you know, Hey, look, Johnny, that's one. Hey, right. look, Johnny, that's two. Johnny always gets a bad rap, doesn't he? And yeah, you know, look, Johnny. Johnny, yeah, look, Johnny, that's three. And then we sit them out and they're sitting out for generally it's what, you know, so if they're four years old, they're going to, they're going to sit out for four minutes. If they're seven years old, they're sitting out for seven minutes. But then we sit down with them, look them straight in the eye and say, do you know why I sat you out? And then they have to tell us why uh, before they're allowed to come back in. Right. And so if they get to three, that's one uh, conduct uh, or attitude strike against them. Mm. Um, if they get to three again on that day or another day, then that's two. Um, and the attitude strikes never erase. So it's not like you have... You know, every three months, the responsibility strikes erase and they start over. Attitudes, no, they're ongoing. So, you know, this month you could get sat out and that's one attitude strike against you. Next month you could get sat out and then next year would be your third. And after three times, we sit down with the parent and it's like we, and it even says in our policy and procedure manual, we, we reserve the right to then say, you know what? You're done for a month. We can come back and try this again after a month or forever. And it says it right in okay. there. So when they're when they're done for the month, do you not bill them for the month? Yes, correct. So they get a month off basically with no payment. And then you have you found that people come back after that? Uh, no, generally they're done. They're done. So even yeah. like a break would really equal kicking them out pretty much because yeah. they're, they're too embarrassed. They're, you know, the kid is upset and, you know, listen, I, I think that our society is literally doomed right now. I, I, I mean, I don't mean to be this guy, but um, I find that there are no consequences for anything. You could say what you want online, act how you want, criticize and destroy a business's reputation online. You could do whatever you feel like doing because you feel like doing it. Like, you, you know, remember years ago, I mean, when I was younger, if someone said something the wrong way, you would punch them in the face. They would be a brawl. You'd be, you know, and nowadays people, they do like, look at the crime where people are allowed to steal up to a certain amount. They're allowed to walk by. I, I just saw a video of them walking behind the counter in a pharmacy and just start taking right. medicine, throwing it in a bag. And they're like, Hey, sir, you shouldn't be doing that. And he's just pretending like he doesn't hear them until he's filling up as much as he wants, rolls the bag up and walks out. Like years ago, that would have been a beat down, right? You know, the cops would have came quickly and arrested him and he would have gotten, a, you know, gotten, a, you know, uh, put in jail it just doesn't make sense anymore. Like there's no real, so even with parents, like they, they don't, they don't care sometimes they, well, I'm, look, and I'm giving parents a bad rap, a small percentage of parents sometimes don't care. I should make sure I correct myself. Cause there's yeah, a lot. And I would say, I don't know about your percentage, but let's just say, you know, in my school, it's like 
Yeah. You know, because we have really good parents for the most cases. Right. But right. I, in retrospect, listening to, you know, Sabonim uh, Perez doing your due diligence in the front end obviously allows you to not have to necessarily kick that many people out in the back end. Right. Um, so I can see a benefit to that, you know, right. but you're not perfect. The student isn't perfect. You're not going to be able to tell 100% of the time. Yes, that's a student that I should accept. And, 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 and then they get in right. there and you go, yeah, they might, they might interview really well, like many employees do. And then they end up being the worst employee in the world. But, yeah. So, so, okay. So not only do we have boundaries with regards to bringing materials to class, again, what we call responsibility, attitude responsibilities, um, but payment responsibilities right. as well. Right. I think those are the three biggest, um, you know, boundaries that a school owner has to consider on how they're going to follow up and how they're going to dictate what happens in their school. And if you do, uh, create that framework, those boundaries for people to to operate in. I think that, and especially if they're good boundaries, I think you're going to have less headaches running a school. Yeah, Sensei Rango just commented again, uh, pretty much exactly what you said, but he said, I keep it simple. I don't want to count or calculate anything. Those are hard rules right from the start. But I made that clear during the private lesson section. That's how he does his enrollment conferences. Um, what we expect. I don't sign up children. I, I sign up the parents to our curriculum. As Master Perez said, treat it like a private school, those same expectations, right? And that's that's essential. I think that that's so true. We have to be real careful. That's why I was telling my my friends at breakfast that we, if we had tolerated, and then that fear is like, yeah, but I don't have as many students of you as you do. You could say that. You can afford to say that. I think that you'll never be able to afford to say that because the inmates are running the prison, right? Yes. Basically, I've had that. Trust me, I've had a group of demo team moms and dads that literally thought they were so special that they could start second guessing and questioning me and doing what they wanted. I also have had, um, just recently, I have, we have a tournament coming up this Sunday and I had like three of our demo team people that actually canceled and said, they're not going to go to the tournament. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have a responsibility to just me. You have a responsibility to your partner, to the demo team that's performing and going to be competing. And you're going to bail out five days prior. Right. You know, and one of the parents is like, yeah, we just don't feel we're ready. I say, but we need you to be ready. We need you to be there. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Basically just like, I'm sorry. I had one parent. I said to him, I, I have to disagree with you and we have to agree to disagree. He says, yeah, that's fine. But he's not going to do what I ask. Like right. years ago, Dwayne, years ago, you know what I would have said? Okay. Don't come back to the school. That's fine. You could find somewhere else to train. That's what I would have said. Sure. But now I'm much more lenient. Amazing, right? Um, there's a few, a lot of people. Hot topic today. Um, uh, Sensei Kellerman, Sifu Kellerman, a friend of mine, Sensei Matt Castillo of Tiger Showman says, We're not friends, we're not family. It lays down, no, we're family. He says, We're oh, family, we're not friends, we're, we're family. It lays a certain groundwork. Yes, care, uh, yes, care about you, and I support you. Uh, but there is a line, and you don't cross that line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like a relationship, right? You're the dad, your kids listen to you. Like, you know, we, I just saw a special the other day about how many kids will say F you to their mom and dad. Like, I can't imagine my daughter even, even considering that, you know, like she, she never, she slammed her door once on me in 23 years once. And I'm not a, I never once touched her, never, thanked her yeah. never hit her. I never yelled at her really. I must've yelled at her. Maybe I raised my voice and got upset maybe four times in 24, 23 years with her. But we have an agreement. Like we know the standards of how I expect her to act and what to do and how to talk to me. Yep. No, right? I totally agree. So totally Darren agree. Hunter, Darren Hunter's from England, by the way, he's from the UK. He wrote, if you don't set your culture, your students will set it for you. Right. Or your students will. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. So from, you know, attitude, conduct, responsibility, and then also um, uh, tuition, I think the other boundaries are communication and so important. 
It's yes, it's important that you set boundaries. I know your boundaries are different than mine. I don't mm-hmm. I don't fault you for it. I don't agree with we can agree to disagree. I don't right. agree with uh, your boundaries, but that's OK. And what I'm right. talking about specifically is I know that you give your cell phone out to, um, you know, your your clients every yeah, and they'll text you. And like yeah. my cell phone is for my family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I utilize our, um, our studio line, which is an internet line. I can just log onto the app and use it. But, um, the communication, however it is just right. those boundaries need to be set. And I, I personally train our staff to when they're answering questions to forward, think about what the next question is going to be and ask right. that in that. So when they're emailing or if they're text messaging or they're push notification messaging, whatever it is, you know, when they're asking a question and they also want to say, if yes, then this, if no, then this, or whatever is appropriate. Right. Um, that way it's getting answered as quickly as possible. Other than that, if they believe that it takes a phone call, then what we do is we just say, you know what, I think us talking uh, on the phone about this or in person would actually be better. Uh, here's a link to set up a phone call with us, um, or would you rather do it in person? And mm-hmm. if if yes to you know if in person, you know what day and time would work best for you? Um, you know that way again in that message everything is getting answered. So we're not right. doing this little text, this little text, this little text, this little because I hate that personally. And I think that if if you can forward think, you can really get a lot done and not have to go back and forth. Here, check this out. I just got a text message from a parent and I've been calling them because their payment is past due. And this is the last day of the month. So I said, your payment is past due. It's the last day of the month. They responded with, hi, it's going to have to be um, the June 9th when I make a payment. Nothing I can do until then. Um, That shouldn't be a problem because she hasn't been there either. Uh, It's sad I can get calls and about a payment, but not about her not attending class. That's sad to me, but thank you for your understanding. See the, do you see the, the flip, the guilt? Yeah. The manipulation is on me. It's I'm being disingenuous and unfair because, um, let me ask you a question. Do you make, do you make calls? Uh, I don't, I don't make me personally make calls, but we do, we miss you calls. We have automations that send out for, we miss you. And, so did they get an automation? Yeah. They've gotten automations before. Oh, I mean, well, then they they right. I know exactly. But that's the thing that they're going to make, see you, you owe money. So it's yeah, my, man. my fault because I haven't asked where she's been. Uh, meanwhile, it really should be their responsibility to tell us why she's not coming in. Um, but again, we're jumping through hoops to try to do everything we can to keep this relationship alive. And the minute they're past due and she's feeling some pressure, she's mad at me or she makes me feel guilty that I haven't called her her child because she's past due on her tuition. And by, yeah, the, look. by the way, this month, this person, every single month, they've been with me for like seven months, eight months, every single month they're past due. Yeah, see that that's where I would be. I, I that's where I would I would actually like I'd have a, a a notepad next on the computer and I would I would take every single text stamp you know time date it stamp date it I'd right. put it all in there and say yep we did contact you yes this right. this this went out you didn't respond yes this we emailed you you didn't respond you know and you know you're right i did not make a physical phone call to you but in this whole thing did you make a physical phone call or was it all texting uh it, it's all texting even with yeah. the packages okay so there's no difference right there's no right. difference like i would lay all that out but the problem is laying all that out in text is not worth it it's like i need yeah, a phone and, call and, with you. and almost saying it is not worth it either because they know that they're past due every month like they know it because we've had conversations can you move the payment from the first to the fifth okay to the 15th okay you know are you past due yes all right uh, don't worry i'm patient right like so now you know i gave her a little pressure today i'm like could you please get this done by today because it's for the month or else you're going to be two months past due um, of course, now she's feeling the pressure. So it's my fault like that. I didn't call her to find out why she hasn't been there. Like, 
We yeah. have 200 yeah. students. We got to find out why people aren't going every single one. And, and granted, that's what we do for retention. But that's like, why I hate text messaging. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? So I'll text her back. And then, and then, you know, tell her that, you know, we are, we've always been understanding on your, on lateness. So we, you know, we understand that, but at the same time, you have to understand where we're at. And if you can't make it to class, you should be calling us to tell us why. Yeah. And, and or scheduling a, a, you know, like for us, we do private lessons. So you miss a class, you get a 15 minute private lesson. Right. So it's, it's, my responsibility to make sure that you get your private lesson when you're paying for it. Right. Like, come on, you know, well, that's the thing, not, but you not know what? we you don't know? do that. Not that we right. don't, right. Cause we do have automations that trigger that let us know that, right. you know, Johnny hasn't been there and, and, yeah. and we do make physical phone calls, but after, right. uh, after two, like, I don't know, maybe it's two text messages that have gone through and then we actually have a task to call them. And my head instructor right. is on it. He'll call. Right. Right. Yeah. And we do, do we miss you calls? I do have my virtual assistant do that as well, but that's my point of reading this off. And it's so coincidental that it literally just came through time stamped at 11, um, you know, uh, 30. Uh, that's when it came in. So I just opened up my email and saw that. So it's, it's weird that we're talking about it, but that's how we get manipulated into going like, okay, I don't want to lose this person. Now they're making me feel bad because they're behind. Like if they weren't behind on tuition and why they're not bringing their kid, they should be letting us know. I I think, uh, okay. I know I recommend books last one. You didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so I have a book. This is perfect for what we're talking about. And it's called crucial, crucial conversations. Hmm. I'll message it over to you. Yeah. Um, it, it is very good, but it does. It identifies kind of what you're talking about with regards to, um, you know, when somebody's trying to manipulate you um, in the conversation and identifying things, staying on topic. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Very, very good book. Extremely good book. I am listening to the audio now, but I'm going to okay. buy, I'm going to buy the book so that I can go through highlight things and take notes because. Yeah. I've been liking the audio, audio books better. Cause I listen to them in my car. I listen to my earbuds while I'm working out, whatever the case may be, rather than having to sit and be with that book for that period of time, I can be multitasking, so to speak, you know, doing more than one thing. But yeah. So again, I guess we're, we're like three minutes away from the show ending. So real quick, a recap, what do you, what do you want to recap and, and any pointers? Um, you know, to steal uh, a line from, uh, who was it? Stephen Oliver, because he had a marketing piece, a book that he put together, really a marketing piece called, you know, everything I wish I knew when I was 22. Right. And, and that's when he had started his school. So I would say, I, you know, this is kind of everything I wish I knew, um, you know, when I first opened up my school and had right. I had different standards and things, I think we would have been actually a much better off. I would have had much higher quality students. I would have had less headaches. It would have maybe taken me a little bit longer. Who knows? Maybe a little bit longer to build the school comparatively, but I don't know. I don't know that that would have really been the case. I think it would have been a really good um, positioning point that we right. don't actually take everybody and we don't actually keep everybody. So yeah, I just, I think take a look at your boundaries, make sure that they're healthy for your business, make sure that they're healthy for you inside of your business. I kind of jokingly say, you know, um, uh, this is my happy house. And if you're not happy, I'm not the one that's leaving. <laughs> and I've right. always yeah. said that for quite a long yeah. time. And it, it is true. Yeah. And it certainly is because we're the ones that are up at night when those people invade our world and they upset us because they refuse to do what we ask. And they're joining our school with our rules and our culture and our theory and concepts. And then they want to change it to be done the way they want. Um, and so uh, Darren Hunter wrote, these points are all systems operations in the onboarding, explain all your expectations and missing about missing classes, the actions. Unfortunately, there will always be problems. And that's so true. 
Um, but uh, you're, it's your happy. Uh, Herb Perez says, Sabinam said, uh, happy house. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, but you're right, Dwayne. And that's really where we, this is a good, good call. I think this is very valuable to school owners because I believe that whether people want to admit it or not, we're all, we're all going through this at some point or another, where we're always trying to keep our standards up and trying to do what we do to live the life that we live. And people are always trying to stop that from happening. And when I say people, I, I, I'm generalizing, you know, a very small percentage, two to 3%, like you said, um, that will not listen or not abide by it. But at the same time, that's enough to keep you up at night, to upset you, to upset others and so on and so forth. Well, and you look at, I know we got to go, but you look at what differentiates you from every other school in your town. You know, there's got to be things that differentiate you. And, and that specifically, I think, is a healthy one where you're not, right. you don't take everybody in and you don't keep everybody. Um, right. And you have, you have these healthy boundaries for everyone's growth yeah, I agree, dude. Absolutely. A lot of All great right, comments today. Awesome. 27 comments today just so far. And that's before we we release it on recording. So that's mm -hmm. amazing. But thanks, Dwayne. Awesome. Good seeing you as well. And I'll talk to you this week. All right. Have a good one, sir. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out Elite Insights for all your website needs. They can be reached at EliteInsights.com. Add health coaching, helping school owners create a new and easy to implement revenue stream for your school. Visit AdHealthCoaching.com. Lead Hunter Media, your online digital marketer and content provider. Visit LeadHunterMedia.com. Academy Kings Growth Consulting and Management Group. They can be reached at academykings.com. And Spark Membership, hands down the best martial arts software for school owner management on the planet. They can be reached at sparkmembership.com. We will see you next time.